well, as you know, I'm I'm recording from my uh, my underground bunker. I do understand that, just in case. And yeah, well, and I'm surrounded by uh, uh, let's look, uh, powdered milk and uh, Twinkies. Um, I had this thing fully stocked up um, before the election last year, and. I can only assume that you're recording from uh, an airplane, from the coach cabin. You got it. And I apologize an airplane, if you so. hear any babies crying or anything like that, uh, or any dinging. Uh, I have been sort of clicking that button every now and again to get another orange <laughs> juice from the flight attendant. Just just to get, I just use mine to get attention. <laughs> it works. Just to kind of get nods. It's, from the, it's fun. The front office. Up there. <laughs> the front well, good job on masking the noise. The front. So, yeah. yeah, I'm basically having everyone just cover their ears. Everyone on the plane, and so far it seems to be working. No one can hear me, so I don't want them to have a sneak peek of this episode. No, no. That's courteous of them uh, and of you for uh, letting them be a part of this. Somewhat. I'm just happy to help. Uh, you have coffee sure, in front sure. of you? Sure, sure. And you have... Uh, what else do you have? Because I, I have coffee, and then I have water, and then I have... Um, I have a LaCrue. Oh. I have a Cran Raspberry. Man, that is good stuff. I just I just found that stuff out. Found that stuff out. I just... Uh, That's fine. Yeah, I just uh, sort of discovered that stuff a couple weeks ago. I had that, uh, I think it was like blackberry cucumber. It was damn good. Yeah, you know, I'm having a Cran, cran Raspberry. And... It's having a resurgence right now. I, I can't claim to ever have uh, had it before, but I'm a big fan of the uh, sparkling water. So, well, it's like water, it's except really uh, brand, but except not quite just like water. It's like water, but it feels so good going down. Hmm. So good. so so that's where I'm at. I have three drinks, and I would imagine you have more than one. I have one. two drinks at the moment, as you know. <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, I'm on that uh, ketogenic diet. That was embarrassing. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on that ketogenic diet, my friend, so I have coffee loaded up with butter and heavy whipping cream. Oh, God, you're doing the bulletproof. Yeah, it's wonderful. Every morning. I've, I've, I love you it. like it? I have not done it. I'm digging it. Uh, I, I also have my Nalgene bottle full of water, just normal water with a tea. Nalgene. So this is, okay, what, we're like two minutes in, and we've already mentioned three brands. That's true. They're not. They're not paying us. Let's not. Lacru. Uh, I'll have to cut that out. I'll cut out Lacru. And we'll. And then you can cut out. Nalgene. Um, Nalgene. Uh, we can just bleep it. I, I mean, that should work. Until they yeah. start paying us. We will absolutely do that before we release this. So you okay? So you have just the coffee and the. And I the do. Water. I uh, just recently okay. finished a, a nice cup of matcha. Is that how you pronounce it? Matcha or matcha? It's like I don't pronounce it because I don't. I don't. It's actually drink my it. first time ever pronouncing it. Um, yeah, I've really? only ever really typed it. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that you just keep to yourself. You just you just do it. <laughs> it's because it's kind of embarrassing that you you prepare this it stuff. Is. How do you prepare Man, it? Is I'll it tell you what. I'll tell you how I how I prepared this this morning. Today was my first time trying Please. it actually. I uh, put it in mm. some water with some amazing greens. Uh, dang it, we'll have to bleep that too. And uh, just shook that boy up and chugged it down my gullet. Now I feel wonderful. Wow. It's that easy. Is it is it caffeinated? 
What's going on with that? Oh boy, that's a really good question. I've got the package here. Let me see here. Oh, 35 milligrams of caffeine. That's in a half wow. a uh, half of teaspoon. I don't know. I I don't really know how to measure caffeine or what. No. What kind of content is in in like even a cup of coffee? I want to say a cup sure. of coffee is like I don't know, 80 to 100, something like that. 80 to 100. Okay, so this is like a very strong tea. It is not uh, not crazy strong in caffeine, but it's sort of a slow releasing caffeine, so you feel apparently it makes you feel nice all day, and it's apparently. But you wouldn't. No, know. I wouldn't. I would only know how it makes you feel, like, for the next hour. <laughs> but and so uh, this stuff probably has like antioxidant properties, like it can it goes through your blood and uh, magic school bus style and takes out the government robots that they. Yep. Um, are obviously putting in our water that get into our system. Yes, exactly. This is and it's okay. So this is taken from Japan. So you know that it's uh, it does have robots in it, uh, but I mean they work. They're made to work. Well, so. good. That's a that's that's quite the technology. That's exciting. Uh, and do you brew your own coffee, or where are we getting that? I'm brewing that at home, my friend. I uh, just you know grab the bag and just pour pour some in into the uh, coffee filter and you just uh, tell the coffee maker to run some water through it and then uh, after the water's run through the coffee grounds it ends up in the basin I think it's called and then from there you actually just Mm -hmm. you just pour it into a cup and then drink it so yeah Jesus it's kind of complicated but that's a I mean that's a unique experience it's worth it I for one, I, I I only drink coffee on the weekends, and I, uh, you know, on the drive to my bunker, I I stop at a chain. Oh, what do we call this? It's a chain restaurant, um, which we're not gonna name because we're not getting. Is paid the logo to do white it. and green? Hamburgers from. It might be. Um, but yeah, hamburgers, hamburger goop Inc. Maybe that can be what we call this place. But there's a kid there. Oh man, there's this kid there, uh, and he's like a teenager, and uh, he he's been there for like six months. Every ever since I've I've moved to this area and, and started going there uh, on my drives to my bunker, sure. of course. And he kind of has a speech impediment, and God, he was he was really oh, awkward. Man, that's fun. When he just started there, and uh, he's got the morning weekend yes. hours, so obviously he's new, and he's got the bad hours. And uh, yeah, when he started, he. I, he might have a slight disability or condition or something, but uh, he would he would stutter, not look me in the eye, and sometimes not even talk when handing me the hmm. coffee. But you know what? what? Every every week I go back, and he he gets a little bit better, and he would speak a little bit more coherently and like maybe add a thank you, and he would look at me. He would look in Man, my eyes. Man, that's excellent. It- and and you know what the kid today is like completely different hmm. he's uh he's confident Boom. and i think he's getting better and every every weekend i've been on my way to the bunker i've been a, a crash test mannequin in my car for this kid to to bounce some stuff off of and you know i feel good about that but i feel good that um uh what was it uh, cheeseburger yep. goop inc um, I'm glad that this place has uh, has like made made a place Giving for this boy kid, a chance. Yep. Right? They're they're cultivating an atmosphere where this kid can can interact with people. Absolutely. And you know, it could be one of those situations where uh, 
he this you know this could be his first customer service job and customer service right. is it's it's tough to get the hang of it's uh, not something that everyone naturally excels at um, no because it's a it's a it's an awful job I, you know this kid is probably more graceful in society than I am now even just just after working there for whatever a year six sure. months just because man I, I couldn't go back to a job like that I worked in retail for a few years in college and uh, wow man you get yelled at a lot depending on where you work boy do ya boy do ya um, oh, we, we could get into that sometime but uh, that we could that could be a future yeah, this, episode this, we could that's a yeah well we got, we have to write the script for that I took Tuesday and Wednesday and then uh, pretty much all week off to prepare the script <laughs> for this so I've not been bringing in much money but hopefully it'll is, be worth it it's going I mean real the well. script it seems um, it seems like uh, your part of the script is really well written mine I'm kind of stumbling over yeah, some well, of the words that you have written down for me but um, dot 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 well that's and and you know some of the edits that you sent mm-hmm. to me on your parts I don't agree with and I sent those back to you and I hope you printed those out well before you know, we got I, on I did not get around to that uh, so I apologize for that uh, I guess it's kind of late notice well, to tell you now but um, so I guess we're gonna be sticking with mine so um, okay. Hopefully well, you're fine with that. No, that's too bad. But um, we'll we'll dive back into the script here. You're not going to believe this, but I improvised that coffee story based on my experience this morning. Oh, oh my goodness. That yeah, that wasn't in the script. But um, I, I can only hope to be more like that kid uh, towards latter episodes of this this uh conversation thing we're doing well that's a that's a great analogy my friend uh you know as as you know this episode is called getting our feet wet and uh this is the first podcast i'm not gonna call it that yeah this episode is officially called getting our feet wet episode one puddle diving club okay uh so you know it's our it's our first ever episode so we hope that the audience just kind of bears with us and uh as we and i yeah and you know, when we market tested this and we and we tried this out on some um, some different groups, uh, you know, we kind of found that it had a broad appeal, all ages, uh, ethnicities, um, people with tattoos, people. I I mean, it even I think I think it resonated with people that wear those pokey stud bracelets it did. the most, and so that's really that's where I'm trying to. I don't know that we have a niche. I think our niche is everyone. Oh boy, write that down. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. But if I could ask you a question, do. Um, why do you think you're qualified for this position? And um, what what makes you want to? Why are you leaving your last position? Well, I don't want to get my. I think we just found a, a new direction for this. I'm being interviewed now. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I, let me also ask you, before you can answer, let me uh, put a third please. question on there. What do you think is your, your greatest strength? Oh, my goodness. As it relates to this oh, of position. Course. Of course. Today. The year here. Well, uh, to answer your first question, why am I... Please keep what it makes short. Me, <laughs> what makes me qualified? Um, Don't patronize me. Don't oh, repeat. Oh, shoot. 
Don't Man, I'm off those. to a crappy start. Real, real bad. It's like it's like when you had to you had to answer questions in elementary and you had to like state the question <laughs> again, which nobody does. Well, you know, I think I'm qualified because I do have some free time available on Saturdays. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I think that should do it. Uh, yeah. So that Good. so I'm qualified. Um, why don't you leave? <sighs> leave your information with Tanya, and um, I don't. I think we're gonna take this another direction. But uh, it was so great to oh, see man, you I here. Can't wait. I'll start on Monday, and I'll see you guys there. Okay, we'll see you Tuesday. Then. Yep, I'll see you right there on Monday at your house. Okay. All right. Well, let's start the podcast. Oh, sure, then. sure. I'll start recording <laughs> here. Bleep bloop. There we go. Um, here's a here's a question. Unless you have a question, I'll get to my question, please. Okay. You know, I was. Um, I think this question could really apply to you because. Uh, well, let me ask the question, and then I guess I'll explain my okay. rationale. But do you ever uh, do you ever look at like old pictures of yourself when you were little, and um, you just look at them and you say, "There's no soul in that kid's eyes. <laughs> There's nothing." Well, in first that. of all, I get it. I have red hair. Uh, that's ex- well. That's exactly right. And I, I just want to add in here that I also uh, suffer from having uh, my, my mother's a redhead, so I have patches of red in my beard sometimes so i i see this in myself but well you know you don't have to even have a beard or have a red beard in order to be a ginger you just have it in your blood whether you have red hair or not red blood well i guess yeah um so yeah you know you can uh you can look back on past pictures and see man this where was this kid going why was he doing this? Yeah. Well, I, I, I look at it's like a a bad sci-fi movie. Like my pupils are too big or something, in baby pictures, and I'm just like, man, that ah, uh, that thing isn't gonna turn out okay. Right. But you've grown into a well, I mean a a, a good boy. <laughs> I, God, that is so nice of you to say. I, wow. <laughs> That my parents don't even tell me that. That's good. I'm a good boy. Thank you so much. If I was in your bunker with you right now, I would just give you a little pat on the head. Oh, thanks, Dad. Or er, oh, jeez. Huh. You're not my dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> so, um, hmm. Well, okay. I'd like to bring something up quickly. Uh, if anyone yeah. is listening, you know. One thing I, I really want to note here is that if you'd like to hear anything else, anything more from us for any weird reason, uh, go to Twitter. If you don't have an account yet, you just click create an account and uh, make a Twitter account. And then type in mm-hmm. Puddle Diving Club, except the club doesn't have a U in it, and just give us a follow. I mean... Yeah, and the good thing about that account is it's a bot, so no, no, I don't. We think don't. We, we don't, don't review tell it. them that, do we? We're n- oh yeah. It's it, no, not it's, a bot. It, it is uh, completely human. It's just a norm. We have paid. We have paid an advertising agency a lot of money. We have a social media strategist. 
on um, what what's the word? Not on, on retainer. On retainer. On retainer. Jeez, um, my mind's slipping. But we have we have one of those on retainer, and I think that's going to be a good investment based on what he's tweeted. So or she yep. or it has tweeted so, so far. So far, so good. I mean, uh, he, she, or it has tweeted. I think twenty or twenty-five times. Uh, we we. <laughs> did you just did you just assume our Twitter bot's gender? I did. Jeez. Man. And uh, you know, at this at this point we don't have any followers, but I think it's really paid off already. Okay. I think so too. In in but, some but, way. But we'll yeah. see. So that's the beauty of this. Okay. Oh. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could be beautiful about this. You know there are. But you know, I don't we we built the Twitter bot, or it, or hired the strategist before we even got going here, um, just as a fun thing to do. Um, without even knowing what the show is about, what is our uh, what's our manifesto? Maybe having one would ruin the ruin the thing. Maybe we shouldn't define it. You know, I think uh, I think it'll be easier to to define about ten episodes in, once we've seen uh, okay. where we are taking it. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So, man, who knows? Also, if uh, if you're listening on our website, puddlediving.club, uh, be sure and scroll down and check out check out our uh, Spotify playlist and uh, look at. Is there is there one yeah, on there? Yeah. There should be. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there is. So please listen to it. Oh man. <laughs> God, we gotta, yeah, we gotta have a talk with um, with our digital media strategist. What's uh, what's his her? It's name? I think that's Diana who's in charge of that. Diana, we gotta Tanya, and we got Diana. Okay, we'll have a talk with her. Uh, that Spotify playlist is not meant to be. So there, don't so click we... the Spotify Spotify playlist. Uh, in Spotify playlist. <laughs> in fact, by the time you're listening to this, do it, it might be gone. So don't freak out. It's it's gonna be just fine. Uh, we'll still end up recommending some good music to you. Uh, just just don't click not. on our playlist, please. That's ours. Yeah. Just don't that go is, there. That's ours. That. Don't. That is, uh, what do you call it, proprietary information. Um, and it's maybe patented, I guess. I Patent pending. How, uh, oh, you, you were talking about your bike the other day, and... Uh, you're in a very nice town for a bike. I won't, we can't, you know, disclose Thank where you. you're at. Well, right now you're flying. So once you land, though, uh, presumably you're going to ride back to your town on your bike. But it occurs to me that uh, you can also fly on a bike. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I so I had a speedometer on my bike sure. when I lived there. And I remember uh, stiff headwinds in oh. Nebraska. Um, I remember, like, on part of that trail... Um, when the wind was to my back, I I hit like 40 miles an hour. No joke. On the and it was it was a little digital yep. speedometer, so who knows if it's accurate? But it felt really fast. Man. And it, but it, it occurs to me that uh, if I say like at that speed would hit uh, a half-eaten sandwich or God forbid like a banana peel at that speed, um, that I could become what like cherry oh, jello exactly. Road rash. on that trail so 
That's not a question, but I guess are you in it? Are you in it for the speed, the distance, or just the, you know, the nature? Sort of uh, the latter two. I'm in it for the distance yeah. and the nature. For the squeeze bottle, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I love having that squeeze bottle handy. I wish I had it within arm's reach right now because man, that thing oh. is awesome. But uh, I'm in it for fitness to uh, just see fun things mm -hmm. around around the area that you wouldn't otherwise see when mm -hmm. you're in a vehicle. Uh, you know, so it's all good. Man, I can't imagine going 40 miles an hour on one of those puppies, though. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I had, a, I had a road bike at one point, and, um, oh, it was fun, though. It's wonderful. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, these days, I can, I could see myself getting a recumbent bike. I don't have a bicycle anymore, but I could, I could see myself, you know, in a few years getting one of those and really just kind of giving up. <laughs> Just laying you know, back and pedaling. Doing socks and sandals. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. So if you yep. got a recumbent bike, would it be a bike or a trike? Because I see a lot of those that have three wheels. Oh, it's got to yeah, be a Yeah, most trike. of them are, I yeah. think, nowadays. Pardon me. I'll go back and edit that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know, I was actually talking... Yeah, a tri a tri I was actually wheeler. talking to a uh, an acquaintance of mine yesterday, and he happens to have a recumbent bike. Not a trike, but one with wow. just the two wheels. Uh, he says, as far as oh. balance goes, boy, oh boy, is that tough. It's tough. Well, it's is tough it really? to get the hang of. It's not the same as riding a normal uh, bicycle. I would assume that uh, it works your core pretty well if you have to balance something like that. I don't know. Maybe not. But why show off? You're on a recumbent, but you're laying down to right. bike. Why? Like you're you're already stripping all the challenge out of biking by like laying. At that down. point, you might as well just. Lay on the floor with your spouse, toe to toe, uh, lengthwise. Put your. I'm interested in where this is going. Put your feet together, and just pedal. Mm -hmm. Just pedal Ooh. in the air. Hey, you know, or just don't wear much clothing, and your recumbent bike is kind of like a mobile tanning bed. Really, that's true. That is true. Just get out there. Now, what about what about so, these elliptical bikes? Have you seen these? Oh. Oh can I oh my god. This this reminds me of a thing that I bought when I was young. It was like a, a you know the razor scooters with the the little plastic thinky oh, wheels. Yeah. Um I I had a thing with like it was like two of those and you put one foot on each side and you kind of rock back and forth and push with each leg like you were running in slow motion but it would push you what forward. The? Yeah, yeah. I think they're still out there but um you know, I wasn't thinking at the time. And this was a this was a big purchase for me when I was I was little. I had to mow a lot of lawns oh, yeah. for this thing. Uh, but but then I got it home, and I realized that I didn't have any flat roads, so I couldn't even use it, so I had to Man. take it back. Um, but this elliptical, uh, what is it called? Elliptical yeah, bike? Maybe a fun combination of the two words, like elliptobike or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah, they don't yeah. try too hard on that, but... Uh, no, man, man alive! It's it's weird. There are some, there are a couple, uh, I guess, uh, older couples around around the area where I live, uh, mm -hmm. who have a couple of these puppies, and I, I see them walking or riding around every now and again. Man, it's weird. Mm -hmm. I I can't really wrap my head around it. You're 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 basically standing up on a bicycle, and you're walking. The, and they make you very tall. You look like some some sort of uh, you look very yeah, intimidating. Like, you look intimidating, but in like a knee pad sort exactly. of Exactly. Like but you're still helmet. wearing a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, but you're, you're still, still afraid. 
you're still probably wearing a watch that counts your heart rate that never exceeds, you know, any sort of like good training amount. Exactly. You're standing like eight feet tall and you're walking, but you're moving faster than you would if you were walking normal. I would, a, a wreck on one of those things would have to be pretty severe because you're falling from a, a, I would assume a great height and they go fairly fast, but maybe the people that use these don't go very fast. Well, I don't know. The, I haven't seen the this. The two before. that I saw, they both had walkers, so they were going pretty slow. So, okay, so they, they, had, they had a, like with a tennis ball? Yeah, the walker with the tennis ball. Uh, on the elliptical bike so they were just kind of taking it one step at a time maybe that was sort of a a speed break in case things got out of control actually that's probably the case okay i think that's it i can't whistle but uh man it it just kind of really kind of kind of boggles my mind just the fact that i mean it's the same it's the same idea as a moving sidewalk Except those are in place mm-hmm. for efficiency in airports, whereas this, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you're trying to, if you're trying to only walk, but, you know, this could be the most efficient form of energy uh, I can think of. Can you think of anything that could be as efficient as a elliptical bike mechanism? No, I can't. I don't know. This thing could power the whole but you see these people aren't doing it for the sake of travel right they're doing it for exercise and man i just really do not understand it why not just walk just go walk around like a i mean don't can't you just go walk around on the sidewalk there's something very exciting about moving fast i would assume yeah that's a good point but uh yeah on this on this trail you're talking about you're gonna run into trees there's gonna be some stuff if you're if you're on one of these eight foot tall, um, I don't know circus contraptions, right. and I mean, I don't know if you want to walk off road or how that works. You don't get your shoes dirty, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I just don't get it. Also, what if you run? If you run on that thing, will you go like forty miles an hour? I don't even want to think about that. Who knows? the danger of that's the next kind of elderly people driving situation where you gotta take away the trike instead of the driver's license at some certain age and you know where you're at if i remember correctly there are some pretty heavily populated retirement Mm. centers around this trail so these people could just be getting out there day or night anytime and it's it's immediate access, right? That's that's it's, exactly right. It's right on the trail, so they can just, you know, have their grandson pull out the recumbent or the uh, elliptical bike and just set it down for them, and they can just stand on it, and they can say, uh, "Hey, grandson, will you give me a push to get me started, please?" <laughs> and then they're off. <laughs> I want to go to the swing set, grandson. <laughs> so, push push me on the spring caterpillar. So who knows where the heck that'll go? I mean, uh, man, I would take that to, to City Hall if I were. It's you. a good idea. I would write. I think out. it makes sense to, yeah. you know, either put a bell on them or uh, put a big flashing light on the top of those elliptic elliptical bikes or something. <laughs> like they have to wear mining helmets. Yeah, exactly. That to me makes sense, or at least um, some sort of like hunter orange vest 
or uh, maybe like a wetsuit. Yeah, because just so everything's tucked in and you know. Well, plus if someone if someone around you is if you're bouncing up and down like that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus. No, you you go. I was chasing it. Well, you know, if someone around you is wearing a wetsuit, you'll know. You'll see them. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Even if they're behind you, you'll turn around and see them. That's just how wetsuits work. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have to compliment them. Nice wetsuit. I see you're wearing it. You're you're welcome. Thank you. On with your day, please. (laughs) So so how do you like biking? Because I asked you, and then you you diverted straight to this... uh, to these tall tracks. Yeah, this was this has been a long answer, but uh, man, I love biking. I think I've found myself a lifelong hobby. It's a uh, it's just okay. so great. You can go as far or as near or as uh, as medium as you'd like to go. All roads are, are are right outside your front door, right? That's correct. I I ride about uh, well, I guess maybe a half a mile to get to the trail through the okay. university. I just gave a big hint to where I live. Not many, oh my not God. many towns have a university nowadays. So we'll, we'll cut that out. Thank you. About that. I I gotta tell you, I just I um I uh, through my search engine here, I typed in the elliptical bike and elliptigo, which now we have to cut that out because that's another brand. Oh, oh they'll I'm probably sponsor us though after that rant that we had. Yeah, that's true. Uh, these things look pretty sweet, Dude. actually. And I can't believe that I've already converted. I am so susceptible to things with cool pictures on advertising man yeah oh terribly because i know i would get one of these things and i would stand on it and i would say i am i'm way too large for this thing both of us are just a little bit larger than your your average human but it makes you look very awkward on on things like this where it's like trying to buy just a a regular t-shirt if if you're our size and you get a large right you see your butt crack <laughs> and yet the thing is like i don't know it's like a tarp on your sides yep so this thing this I, is like a t-shirt that fits too small in the form of a bike i yeah, mean the tires are little exactly, tiny it's just a little frame it's man alive it's weird it just weirds me out yeah it is but gosh zero percent financing <laughs> how do you say no to that <laughs> you know I'll at least get the newsletter so I can uh, keep it on my mind for the next several months <laughs> before I have uh, the money to make an impulse buy. So, you know, but, uh, you know, if you go to that elliptigo.com website, we can bleep that out. Which you don't. Because no, never, we never go to that. And I, in fact, uh, I would highly suggest just removing your E key and your L key uh, on your keyboard so you <laughs> can't go to that website. Uh, there you go. But if, if you Life do hack. accidentally get there through Wikipedia or Facebook... Um, the first picture you see is a bunch of young bucks uh, standing with their little tiny bikes, raising a bunch yeah. of hands well, in the air. Mi- so, yeah, it's a mix. Yeah, yeah, they're claiming solidarity, and you know they're kind of stealing this uh, this hand gesture from a a group which uh, looks like none of them could ever be affiliated with. I don't believe any of them can. Because, no. Well, that's probably as far as we need to go into that. But yeah, that's a. That's quite the picture, though. That that that's not something that just like happened, unless they have like a, a group meetup for people with silly small elliptical no. bikes in some city. This did this isn't just your typical day at the park. Well, if if it was a shot. group meetup, then you know it was one of those deals where they let out their retirement home. They said, "Okay, everyone, go ride to the beach. We're gonna have a co- you know we're gonna have forty young people 
meet us there with a bunch of helmets and activewear, <laughs> and uh, we're going to sub them out for you. Get a good picture, and then we'll let you guys keep walking. Good picture. Good picture. It is picture. Picture. Yeah, that's that's something else we should probably address is that uh, our dialect is maybe affected by where we live. Picture and um, and dumb, just saying and dumb a lot. And um, and um, no, and, I don't. I haven't heard it yet. Refrigerator, wash, washing oh, sure. machine, George Washington, that kind of stuff. That'll come up. And then just putting words, making three or four words one word. Like what? That's a elemental. Oh, I bought my I bought my um, my silly redhead mother an Echo. Amazon Echo for Chris. Yeah, and she wanted this thing. I was I was like, you know, because I I for a long time I bought her gifts based on what I liked, which is something that every. I would I would assume everybody does oh, yeah. at some stage. I've done that for my dad. Figured out. Yeah, you know I got her uh, a Fitbit, which she actually wears every day. She loves that thing, uh, and then an iPad, and she loves that too. And I no longer have either of those, but she those are daily use objects for her. But within the last you know few years of uh, having empathy and being compassionate for other people, uh, I can, <laughs> I could finally kind of sense what she she might actually like and be interested in and so i just i just asked her point blank this year what she wanted for christmas and it was an oh. echo so i bought her an echo because i have one and uh we have to remove all that those are all brands Boy, take man, that out get that out of here anything that's um, advertising amazon man i don't i don't even think it needs to be bleeped, bleeped. because they're everyone knows everything about amazon anyway oh they're they're listening to this oh, yeah. podcast oh yeah and they're already recommending other podcasts similar to this one. They're actually just recommending this same episode a couple times. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Amazon. People, uh, yep. Back to your day. People who listen to this this episode, listen to this episode and this episode again. again. It's just that's how they're all, Amazon Echo. Going? Okay, yeah. So I, I bought I bought the Echo for my mom, and uh, so she tried to use it. I was I was on the Facetime with her, getting this set up from my bunker. Uh, and then, so she's she's trying to talk to Alexa, and it doesn't work because her the way she speaks is just a little too like hayseed yokel backcountry farm farm girl because she was a farm girl, and so I had to I had to make her aware of it, and it's it's like the first time that my poor sixty year old mother has ever been aware that. Uh, her dialect is is quite a bit different from what the standard quo would be. Oh my God! She Siri. just popped up, didn't she? Did has ever been aware that your dialect is the square different from? Did I even say Siri at any point? No, you said Alexa. What was that? And this thing is not. And why does she in. have an English accent? Uh, well, I changed that to make my fiance jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's going very well. It's it's a big problem right now. Um, yeah, so I'd be happy to have that. That's scary because this thing isn't even plugged in. It wasn't near me. I had to go grab it. That's the first time it's ever done that. I don't think I have Hey Siri turned on. No, I don't you like must that. Not, at all, you just man. said it. I'm I'm too on the grid. I don't like that. I need, I need to be plugged in. in. I'm in my bunker, I, and the, the, my whole bunker is um, is it called a Faraday yeah. cage? My whole bunker is. Uh, it's surrounded by a copper mesh bubble 
and I only have one single Ethernet cable coming in to record this show, so I don't know how she got uh, any sort of connection to even like query that like, and pull up a, a nonsense thing from uh, from the web. You may have been hacked. Someone may have. Uh, this this happens really often. Uh, someone will actually slip a, a Wi-Fi device into your Ethernet cable. Into my bunker? Well, inside of your Ethernet cable, and then that cable is fed mm. uh, into your bunker. And so, uh, therefore, that entire Ethernet oh. cable becomes a wireless router. Uh, so everything is instantly connected to it, no matter what, even if you don't want it to be. So that's probably what happened. So. I built this bunker to be my uh, my digital cleanse space, and and it's compromised. Well, you know, if it's going to be a digital cleanse and space, and just get rid of that cord, man. I oh, I buried a corn silo in my backyard, yeah. <laughs> a, a whole grain elevator, just just so I could go somewhere without internet or cell service for just a, little a little bit. Just a little bit of silence. Just a little bit, and I'm hacked. They got me through it's the silo. compromised, man. Some I'll be on the lookout for another silo for you, but uh, it might take some time. Yeah, please do. Anyway, start. This cost me $400,000 to put this in my backyard because yeah. I only have a quarter acre of land. So. Well, that sounds about right. Oh, God, there's a lot of zoning and permitting. Well, anyway, and, start uh, digging for the second one, and, I mean, we'll be in touch on that. We'll get it taken care of. Okay. Okay. It's going to be fine. Just calm down. It'll be just fine. Well, I, I am actually a little bit upset about this, uh, this Siri thing. Hold on. Let me try to... Which... Hey, Siri. Oh, my God. It must be oh. turned on. I don't understand that. It was off. Maybe it updated and it, it, it turned back on. I'd... Man, that's... <sighs> I'm a that mess scares right me. now. That freaks me out a bit. I, I've lately been trying to, like, really cut myself off of things. And uh, that's that's a maybe a topic for a whole nother show, but whole nother oh, man. A, a I've noticed, thing. I've whole noticed that a lot over the past two months. Any whenever yeah. anyone says uh, a whole, I mean, they, it, it ends up being a whole nother. But it's, I think the reason for that is because sorry to go on a tangent here, but I think the reason no. for that is because typically you would just say another. But they insert mm. an, an additional word in, in the middle of that word, the word whole. Mm-hmm. Whole, whole nother. A whole nother. One whole nother. A, a whole yeah. other. I, I just, I just kind of became self-aware of this because I do a lot of these things, and you hear it everywhere. I don't think I'll listen to. I'm not going to listen to this, uh, this podcast because that would be like. Uh, masturbating or something. I don't like. But I don't like that. And so, but I need to write these down because, as you know, I lived uh, I lived out west for right. a little bit, and people probably picked up. I, that was kind of always their first question: is well, where are you from? Because it must be obvious that what I mistook as a total lack of any sort of like flavor in my language uh, is you know so bland it's so it's such aged vanilla that they picked it up immediately as you're not modern you're from the really? sticks they must have because must have they must, they must have done have. that they they must have done it done it that's see that's that's another thing that 
Oh God. There's a lot of uh, a lot of using the word of instead of have as well. Should oh yeah. I should have instead of should yeah. have. But again, you know, out yeah. But if you if you say should have around here, people are gonna look at be you like, what are you, one of them ding dang liberals from out west? Oh, I'm just ooh. saying, man. Don't kill the yeah. messenger. It well, not where I live. It's surprisingly uh, diverse, which is good. Um, well, not not that diverse, but you know, for for the the area that we're in, it's it's pretty good. It's I've noticed good. the same thing about your your uh, area over there um thank you thank you uh, for the listeners to put it into perspective we're about uh three hours away from each other um we'll just keep it a keep it at that just just a short plane ride yep, away exactly so yeah but i'm not gonna tell you any gps well, coordinates or latitude no, and longitude no you, you they they can probably figure it i'm telling you amazon already has this figured out but they know where we're at they've trying no everything nope they they can pinpoint us because of they hacked my Ethernet cable, and now they're teaming up with Apple and Siri to. I had to look at my phone just to make sure she didn't. She heard you. Come awake. No, she, she didn't, didn't say anything. She might have. God, see now the home button on my phone is like an evil eye. Whenever <laughs> I look at it, it's like oh, it's looking at me. Yeah, but I, I was pretty proud of our area last uh, come come last uh, last November. Yeah. Yeah, we. I guess we shouldn't. We shouldn't get into politics here, but it was kind of horrifying for me last last year going through the primaries with my mind like totally made up, right? Right. And I had my candidate, and I'm sure you did I too. Did. And I watched the same debates, and so I assume everybody was seeing the same things that I was seeing and thought like I did, and and whatever. But then my candidate doesn't make it past the primaries, right? right? So he's he's he or she or it is not going to WrestleMania. Did not make it to WrestleMania this year. Yeah. And then by the time the election comes, I'm I'm adamant about voting for someone that I abhorred in the primaries. Right. You know. Yep. You know, I I totally did a 180 because again, like I was I was in a bubble and I read I read bad articles, I read biased articles. Yep. I only talked to friends who felt the same, whatever. That, that's oh, the ex- but it opened my eyes to, to, to how, uh, man, how my mind's just silly party. Right, exactly. And I think and, and how my experience you, with, you, that, uh, with that whole election process was the exact same thing. But not necessarily yeah. the same candidates, but it was the exact right. same idea. You know, come. I don't really remember. I don't think we talked during the election about the election at no, all. We didn't. And it may be because we we sense, or maybe we did a little bit, and we sensed that we were on different pages, and we just shut down. Yeah, and but I think you know, I think that's honestly a good solution to that. Otherwise, you're talking politics, well, and one side is trying to convince the other side, and vice versa, and no one's going to change their yeah. mind. Uh, it's a waste. You no, know, it is, and it isn't. Ah. I, I think I probably should have exposed myself to more uh, people with uh, wrong opinions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but man, you gotta your mind is silly putty, and you gotta smash the silly putty. You gotta drop it onto the carpet, and you gotta get some hair and some dirt, yep. and you gotta let it roll around in the and the Dorito dust. I guess I already said dirt, but 
you gotta let it roll around and then you just gotta smash you gotta it all in there. step on it with your waffle you gotta, stompers. You gotta let it absorb all that. Yeah, that's true. But I didn't I didn't last year. And so oh, just looking back on it though, I was I was totally against the candidate that I was for by the end of the election and that I didn't realize it either over those months that I that I had shifted so much. And that I was just living in my own filtered echo chamber. See, I, I did. I did realize that um, for, for myself. Uh, I went through a couple different candidates. Uh, but, man, it was, it was kind of the same, again, kind of the same idea. Um, I really wanted to, I think I think it's safe to bring up Gary Johnson on this podcast. Uh, just, just because he's the third party. He's, I mean, most people obviously didn't vote for him. Um, I really considered mm-hmm. going going third party. Uh, but, you know, I... You know, I, but I, the only... The, the best thing about Trump is that he is like a, a total... He's... Uh, Some will put it like he's, he's the middle finger on the right hand of, of America. Right. To the political system, which is, is a good thing. And, man... Ah, I'm getting too far in here, but... It was really interesting to watch the rise of uh, Gary Johnson for just a moment, and then Ev McMullen, right? Right? That guy, that guy was super interesting. Where he was coming from? Well, and I was, I was receptive to, to both of them. I, I think, I think Gary maybe. Man, he lost know, some luster you know, for between, me pretty early. Between but, you and me and the rest of the internet who's listening right now, uh, in the Amazon. past I've always voted third party, libertarian, because really? Ron Paul was my dog. That guy is freaking awesome. Yeah, um, I'm I'm totally on board with him. But now I think he's a little too old now um, to run for office. But uh, yeah, this year that's that's one of the things that drew me to the third party again. But um, man, let's you know it's it's almost like subconsciously you're, you're kind of seeking out some sort of discourse yeah. because you can't pick a side, so you pick you pick the the others. I don't know the third dimension. Yeah, I think that's about right. So. It, it, through that whole experience, I learned that there's too many uh, thought thought leaders out there, quote unquote thought leaders, you know, and uh, and like, you know, you know, what puts me off about like most of the media, it's that I can't find a path to new ideas naturally unless I like, I can pick up a weird book, maybe that's the best way, or talk to someone coming out of left field, which I didn't during the election, right? You, I, we, we totally skirted around politics. Right. But I don't know if it's a symptom of um, getting older, well, or maybe it's the internet. But everyone has their mind made up, and if you're if you're looking for information, you you're like your path of least resistance is always stuff. It, it always leads to stuff that reinforces your opinions. Yeah, and you actively seek out those those sources. Yeah, and the cookies are watching you, and the bots and the Mark Zucker bot. You go online. And and it takes you to the comfortable stuff. Yeah, man, I think you're right. Uh, uh, another big part of this has to do with uh, just the uh, the amount of just clickbaity articles there are out there. I mean, you scroll through Facebook, Twitter, even LinkedIn nowadays, and oh, the life hacking! Oh my goodness, ten ways Ooh. to make your job easier every day. Oh man, alive! Please. And it's it's that every I mean all day every day. That's what you see. 
You know, but the problem is we are so susceptible to that because, like I said, I am drinking LaCroix right now, which I will bleep that so they don't get this beautiful sponsorship that we yeah. can give them unless they... LaCroix. Bleep that, too. And LaCroix. Yeah, bleep that one. Yeah. Bleep. Bleep. Okay, so I'm drinking a LaCroix. Bleep. Right. And uh, you have a Nalgene bleep. bottle bleep, and you're drinking... Uh, not kombucha, kombucha. Matcha, uh, bleep. matcha. You're drinking ma- bleep. <laughs> that's that's a non-entity. True. That's okay. Uh, and then, but we're doing this because we we've seen these things online, and like you you probably bought that Nalgene bottle bleep because it was the top-rated one on Amazon. Because I too have one after playing. Actually, I bought mine because I saw you just abuse you know, that thing during disc yes, golf. Yes, exactly. And you know what? Actually, Amazon reviews had no, uh, had uh, basically bleep. What's the word? They they didn't influence my purchasing decision for this Nalgene bottle. And in this case, I don't think okay. we need to bleep Nalgene because I want to happily give my endorsement bleep. to them. Um, the reason I okay. bought it was because it was totally word of mouth. I had I had had mm-hmm. friends in the past who had had these Nalgene bottles and again have just mm-hmm. abused the bejesus out of them. And if if they break, that was that was the best marketing. Was seeing you just toss that thing from concrete starting yeah. pad to concrete starting pad. <laughs> I still do it, with and the then same picking bottle. it up, just putting your lips to it gently, taking a sip, closing it back up, and then just hurling that thing as hard yeah, as you could. That's the beauty of it. To the next, the and next that's place. that's Nalgene in a nutshell for you. Uh, <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> yeah. It's a proprietary uh, but, squirrel. But you know, uh, I actually did have my own experience. I was, in fact, showing it off, showing my Nalgene bottle off to my dad one time. It was full of water, mm. thirty-two ounce bottle. Uh, we were standing on his his like raised porch, his deck, and uh, I tossed it off onto the sidewalk. <laughs> gave it gave it some good loft, you know, probably eight feet in the air. Let it land on the sidewalk, yeah. and it just burst open. <laughs> So, uh, I think we can unbleep uh, now. <laughs> However, the the, uh, the moral of the story, well, it's not really a moral, but the <laughs> the uh, well, there are no morals to our story. I should it's I should just... say this story has a happy ending because, and the reason that I Uh-oh. still have an Algene bottle to this day is because I took a picture of that that cracked bottle and sent it to them via mm-hmm. Twitter, which uh, mm-hmm. at Puddle Diving Club. With no you and club, club. Uh, I sent that picture to them via Twitter, and said, "Hey, uh, my Nalgene bottle broke, and you have a lifetime warranty. Can I get a new one?" They sent me a new one, no questions asked. That see, that's good. That's LL Bean service. That's yeah. good. Bleep! Oh my Man, goodness, alive. we're influenced. LL bleep. Uh, I I recently bought a pair of boots, ex- very expensive boots from them, just because I know that. You know, if anything goes wrong, I can send them right back. And I just, I want to, here's another path we can go down. I want to uh, consolidate my clothing, my everything in my closet. I want to get it down to like one type of shirt, those boots, and then like one type of work pants, and then one type of jean. And I, that's good. Ooh, I, let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm wearing right now, which this is a whole nother thing. Oh, like, yeah. A whole nother thing. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I'm wearing. On the weekends, I dress so well, and like I, what I think is great, and everybody else in society probably does not like. I'm wearing 
barefoot shoes, not not the toe shoes, but like really thin-soled shoes with no laces, and they're kind of dressy. But I'm wearing, I'm also wearing shorts with some bleach stains on them because I've been doing housework, sure. and bleach bleach was required. And then I'm wearing like a neon yellow shirt, like this thing emits its own light, its own fluorescence. Yeah. And then on top of that, like a green, green and teal woven hoodie. And then finally, uh, a San Francisco Giants bleep <laughs> hat that is beyond worn out. Really, really in bad shape. And so... That's weekend wear, I guess man. I, I kind of... This is, I didn't come across this intentionally, but I have a few shirts that are really raggy and really worn out, and I wear them every weekend, and I just love them. And uh, I either look like a, like a, <laughs> like I'm pretty pretty well off, and like that guy's just really comfortable with who right. he is, and he wears whatever he wants because it's it's look at that clothing, it's worn in, it's good True. stuff, or I look like i'm trying too hard to affect that or i you know just look like poor and like i get my clothes from whatever goodwill throws out well man the way i see it that's just kind of how weekends are it really it really really is uh unless there's okay unless again this is from my perspective but unless there's really something important to go to if you're just going to be lounging around the house and getting stuff done around the house uh hitting the gym that sort of thing man alive it's just might as well just be comfy just do this way yeah that's what i'm that's yeah. what i'm sporting right now okay uh what about what about after you get home from the office uh after work five Ooh. six o'clock at night uh do you change into something comfy or do you do you tend to keep the work clothes on you know i'll need to hear your answer to this too but mine either i shed everything and i put gym clothes on and then i don't go to yep. the gym and i fall asleep in them or I kind of discard certain things based on whatever I'll be doing. Like this week I was painting my bunker mm-hmm. and <laughs> lead based. So stupid. Yes. Lead bait. Well, yeah, the, the, the lead conspiracy. Don't get me started. Um, I don't actually, <laughs> but oh, where was I? Okay. So yeah, maybe I'll change my, if I'm wearing nice pants, I'll change my pants. But if I don't care too much about the polo and it kind of doesn't fit very well and I almost want to ruin it, I'll keep it on. It's a mix. I take certain things off. What about Man, you? I'm in this routine where, well, lately, you know, the weather's been the weather's been quite a bit nicer. So when I get home, I instantly change into my biking gear and get the heck out there before it gets dark outside and biking and go gear. on go on a bike ride. Uh, nice. But if I'm not biking, if it's too cold or anything like that, or if I get home too late. Man, I will instantly just throw on some gym shorts and a and a V-neck mm-hmm. that I wouldn't wear out in public because it's just kind of ratty. Uh, just wear that around the house. Just get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, nice. I, so I Man, might as well just be comfortable here. I think that's a popular uh, popular decision these days too. Yeah, we all we and I think the work attire is trending towards more casual stuff. I'm always the guy that will try to like get away with wearing the least amount of dress up oh, you know same. I, I, I take it a little too far i don't tuck the polo in and like if if i'm wearing khaki colored denim i'm like these are legit khakis even though you can clearly tell they're denim <laughs> like wash denim and that's that's like every day's attire for me and yeah it, it, we don't need to go down that path but i used to work with a guy 
you never met this guy, but he is so he introduced me to so many things, and one was the Utilicilt bleep, uh, which I believe is a, a brand, but it was a canvas kilt what? with a lot. It was like carpenter's jeans, but it was made of Carhartt jacket bleep, <laughs> but it also had a lot of pockets, and it was a kilt. What? Straight up kilt. That's yeah, got to be weekend wear. Let me just bleep bloop this in. Utilicilt. kilt. Bleep bleep bleep. Utility. Utilicilt. kilt. Oh my goodness, I'm bleep. seeing it. Holy crap. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, this is like carpenter khakis for the Irishman. Yeah, you bet. You bet. This is, uh, so this was, and I, uh, this, this guy influenced me a lot more than he realizes or I realize sometimes, I think, because he would, he would wear this thing to the office. What? And, oh, yeah, you bet. Well, it was a small office. It was a small operation, only like three sure. or four of us at any given time, but. And he was kind of our the the lead guy, and um, he would he would wear this thing in. He also did the toe shoes, uh, and he had he was kind of like the early collector of Nalgene like items. Oh bleep. man! Uh, before you know, we we kind of got started on it with with. Uh, what else did he have? He had like this really nice leather notebook from from a place that I won't name. And we're talking a lot about materials today. We are. But, That's fine. Uh, this this kilt, it just I was like, wow, it looks so bad that it works. It's that okay. Is so awesome. It looks maybe kind of good. So this yeah, guy's a, yeah. eclectic, and, he, and he's sort of a and Mormon. And Mormon. Okay. I hope I hope to God that some somehow this gets back to him, and that I reconnect with man, him because awesome. man. I I did not understand how interesting this guy could well, be when you, when I was around him. When you're in uh, the state of mind like his, which I don't I don't know this guy, I don't understand where he's coming from, but he obviously has his own style. Utah, Utah, Mormon. Yeah, because I said that. Uh, that's not that's not that's not true. He was he was actually in the city you're in. Now. Oh, I see. Uh, but yeah, the kill. But you know, you end up being a trendsetter when you have that state of mind when you. When you don't follow mm-hmm. trends, you have your own style, man yeah. alive, and you yeah. influence uh, the way people see things. He, that's exactly what he did, and so I'm not—I don't own a utilicilt, uh, but I have definitely let slip some some sort of conventional fashion. Um, I don't know. I guess fashion conventions, just because of what I saw him right. doing. He would—he would also wear these. Uh, wear um like khakis and when he was in meetings he would pull pull the legs of them up so the openings were over his knees to cool down oh man so he would have these scrunched up uh khakis riding above his knees in a meeting and that's awesome yeah again it's it's because he just wanted to be comfortable and it blew my mind it was and it didn't blow my mind then, but the more I think about it, and the more I'm in just a corporate environment, it's uh, it's something I I really admire about yeah, the guy. Yeah, it just makes sense. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're all just humans mm-hmm. walking around this earth, just trying to trying to be comfortable, trying to learn new things. And most of us are humans. Some of us are brutes. Yeah, like and reptilians. Fun. But uh, yeah, you know, we're just trying. Oh, squids. Right. We're just trying to be comfortable. Be- We're trying to hold on, please, because I want to. I want to quickly acknowledge squids because they are. Uh, 
squids or uh, maybe dolphins or some sort of sea. Some one of them has has dolphin. They network, yeah. okay, and they're they're self-aware and everything. Oh, they're self-aware, and they are so far beyond us, we can't even see it. Man, they're they're putting some. They have something together down there. Man, that's intri- and, and that's we, so intriguing. I wish that we could somehow. Yeah. Uh, and they just hide it. That's nuts. And they they cast off their Guantanamo um, Bay dolphins to our Sea Worlds. That's where they put them <laughs> when they don't want them. They offer them up to the surface, and they say, "Look, you either do community service by going and jumping by boats or something when they letting think we're people feeding, swim on you, right on you, you, yeah, or you swim up on a beach." If the humans save you, come back. We'll talk about it. But you know, they they see. I think I think in their race, they 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 put things up to fate sometimes. Hmm. So they will tell you to go jump on a beach, or they will offer you up to Sea World, and uh, you know, maybe a, a nice group of UC Berkeley protesters will come to Sea World and, and haul you out in a semi truck. But if not, it's fate, yeah. man. You did Man, what you wouldn't did. that be wouldn't yeah. that be awesome to be able to actually intercept their language and and uh, you know officially like code well, a language? It's, it's encrypted. It is absolutely encrypted. Really? They could talk to us if they wanted to. And I'm not saying it's dolphins. Maybe it's squids or the octopi, octopuses. <laughs> but I don't have much experience with this, having only lived on a coast for a brief amount of time, and then now living landlocked. Uh, landlocked uh, with the catfish among the catfish Uh, but yeah this is is something that needs maybe it doesn't need exploration because if we if we prod it too far there they will retaliate the squid or the dolphin I don't know one of them has a network that's the that's the real deep web web right and you know another another interesting thing to think about about uh, on that subject is think about how massive the ocean is all of the oceans mm-hmm. of on the earth you know uh, the yeah. entire ocean but it's I bet it's more than Texas and Rhode Island combined we'll never know we won't. it's you know and, and maybe there are just tubes running right through the core where these dolphins are it's like their spa right they get a little hot yeah. water and then they can they travel to the same sure. time and somehow they manipulate their buoyancy so they can just float right through. And they already have this whole hypertube boring stuff that Elon oh, yeah. Musk is the talking hyperloop. about. Bleep. Yeah, the hyperloop. They they have this. And god, they don't need they don't need to be on the grid to power this stuff. They mani- they they manipulate their bodies in ways that How did we get here? Where where did this begin? The whole dolphin. <clears throat> anyway, so uh so, <laughs> I, okay, I need to make this point yet, though. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how we got here. Um, I I want to make it clear that uh, all of that was scripted. Oh yes, it's and that was probably half of my Wednesday night was just going over that thing. Well, you must have had a couple drinks in you on Wednesday night, my friend, because that was loopy. Uh, that and I was seeing seeing clearly. What you you have a yes, point? Yes, so. Okay, back to the size of the ocean compared to the amount of land on the Earth. So specifically Texas. Correct. So us humans, you know, we we do have a lot of room on this Earth to walk around, to travel, uh, to explore. Mm-hmm. However, 
let's let's say hypothetically speaking the ocean and the land are the same size in terms of like square miles yes. right so humans we need to make a special event out of it in order to travel vertically at all meaning like flying through the air in an airplane otherwise we're stuck on the land Oh my god, and they already have it figured out. Yeah, they can out. travel vertically and horizontally. So they can explore this oh, entire geez. thing that's miles deep. So oh, they, wow. Man, they have they have all of the space. Oh my god. 4D chess. Yeah. 4D chess. 4D chess. We're, they, they've already got this uh, holographic universe theory figured out. They, they know they, everything. They know all of it. They have pockets of air down there that they can travel to and take a deep breath when they need to. Those aren't naturally occurring. Why do we... They made them. <sighs> With wow. their hands. Man, well, good on them because... I don't know. I, do we need to go further into this? Man, we could... This is something could that spend, should come up, though. Yeah, frequently. we could spend days on this subject, I think. But uh, yeah. I yeah. don't think we need to go too more in-depth, no pun intended, right now. Depth because Jeez. depths of the ocean. That's but that's wow. the pun that I did not intend. So that was an accident. So that was organic. It was. It was totally organic. I didn't mean it. Don't take it don't take it to heart. I didn't try to do that. <laughs> just it's, it wasn't intended. Just just try to try to float by that. <laughs> try to let it go. It's okay, guys. So Okay. Man alive. But well, this has been good, you know. Uh so far we're pretty deep into this podcast. If you're still listening, Thank you. Thank you for giving us a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, giving me a chance. Uh, thank you so much. Yes. So, is, that how, is that how it ends right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that'd be too weird. Yeah, it might be. What, do, you have, do you have any uh, pressing questions? Oh, my. I'm trying to think of, of some stuff. I'm not seeing any questions but. on my script here. Uh, I thought you were going to write me some, but I guess well, you forgot. That, of course, being what you just said, being on the script. Yeah. Um, I can I can tell you a story that I actually just remembered last week because um, I was telling this to my lady friend, and she she got a kick out of it. So I can't wait to hear um, this story. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. Uh, when I so in elementary or maybe junior high, I, first of all, I was way younger than everybody in my class. Um, everybody but maybe one person, and there were a couple of kids who were pretty old. And I think in this specific class, we had like paired up with the grade above us, so there were even older kids in there who uh, probably had the peach fuzz mustaches yeah, by now. Intimidating. Whereas I. Oh, I didn't even hit puberty until maybe my um, sophomore year. Well, we don't need to go into so, that. But oh, no, we don't. But <laughs> good for you. Um, that's that's for another day. My real story here is that we were in this. I think it was like some sort of science class, and there was a substitute teacher, and she's talking about organisms. Uh, you know, in the limited way that you do. Uh, she was talking about like amoeba, amoebas and single cell organisms and. Um, because of course we're in a rural school, so um, science is pretty limited in in some parts. But during this class, I raise my hand and, with all sincerity, I say, "What's the difference between an organism and an orgasm?" <laughs> and I say it very seriously, because I didn't know. Yeah. 
but I kind of knew, and so everybody laughed, and the teacher kind of gives me a look like, shut up, Robert, because I was kind of a shit, and so everybody's laughing, and so the teacher kind of starts to talk again, and I raise my hand again, and I say, well, what is it? What's the difference between an organism and an orgasm? And then that time, people like really busted out laughing, these older kids especially, and in my mind, it kind of clicked like, oh, I think I know what it is. I think I know how I cross these wires. And, uh, and so they laughed, and then I got sent to the principal's office. Man. Um, she just told me to leave. She didn't explain it because she thought that I knew, and I was just being right. um, the, little, the little crap that I was. And so I got sent there, and on the way to the office, I, like, I, kinda, I figured it out, right? I figured out the difference. Uh, between the you two, knew that at least and orgasm was something that's like rated, rated. PG-13. Yeah, it, it had something to do with yeah, with the PG thirteen, the Postman, the movie where I saw my first woman chest, sure. had something to do with what they did there. And so on my way, I figured it out. The principal was pretty cool. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't even know what you did. And um, so finally, I, I get back to like class. It's a different class by them, but same classmates, and they are very impressed with me that I had the balls, the the balls that were still up in my stomach, <laughs> that I had the balls to ask this question. And, like, I, I may have asked it, like, three three to four times. Like, I was very persistent, and that was part of what was funny about it. And so by then I had figured out why it was funny, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty cool for, for having the having the chutzpah to, to do right. it. So that, that was... That was oh, my man. story, and that's I think that's um, I've I've run into quite a few of those uh, things in life where just because I'm I was uh, especially in my olden days uh, it was kind of a, a troublemaker a little bit where people took it as me being subversive or funny about something when really I was just ignorant or completely unaware. Well, that's man, that can be fun. That's a, uh, I mean, that's unintentional humor. Even if it if it tends to be, at that point it could feel like it's at your expense, but uh, at, at the same yeah. time, yeah, and it, it certainly did. Like the first time they laughed because I was like, "What is going on?" So I kind of like chuckled, like, "Ha ha ha! What, what's everybody? Why is this so funny?" And then you know, I ask again. And, but you know, um, yeah. there there is something to say about uh, sort of sort of diving a little deeper. No pun intended again, because puddle. <clears throat> diving yeah we don't uh, we don't want the oh the, i thought you were going back to the oh no 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 i'm not taking that one to heart thank either, you thank you to be frank who's frank um so no beef oh that's right hot dogs yeah crap where was i going with that um oh yeah so so there's something to say something to be said about these stand-up comedians who make a living out of being the butt of some of these jokes or they uh they put mm-hmm. their own happiness on hold to make others laugh. Uh, Robin Williams is a really good example Ooh. of that. But uh, he, he, you know, he's considered one of the one of the greatest comedians of all time. Who? Uh, Robbie Who? Williams. Ah. Uh, oh, Mort. Yeah, Mort. Mort. Okay. World. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, That's. That could be a really deep dive there. It could because I think I really on. do think that that's a backbone of some really effective a really effective type of humor. The the self-deprecating 
It's self-deprecating, but it, it goes beyond that to like. It doesn't. Self self-deprecating beyond just like single situations. It's just like ah, I I am defective in this sort yeah. of way, and throughout life it it catches up to me in these ways. Laugh at yeah, it. Yeah, la- ah, I can't fix it. It, it. In some cases, it could be saying like laugh at me instead of with me, uh, but if you're willing to do that, you have a certain amount of confidence to you. Just like uh, things like uh, Tim and Eric. Tim Heidecker, Eric Wareheim, we're both big fans. Uh, so, so man, good. Tim especially, he's got this certain art to his to his humor, where he yeah. he does this certain thing where he he intentionally like mispronounces a word or acts acts mm-hmm. stupid, acts like he doesn't know something, mm-hmm. and man, it's hilarious. I laugh out loud at they, it. And they're, they they've kind of like preceded this, uh, not taking anything too seriously. Um, uprising that has got to happen soon, right. right? Like we're we're all being satirical. I, I, these these self help articles, right? And these dot gurus and these uh, clickbait articles, right? They were think about like some of those mock commercials that they oh made. Oh my goodness! Like the real estate or the clown clown outlet prices. Right? That's where everything's trending. Yeah. And they, but I I agree with you that uh, Tim Tim was what I watched that show for initially. And over time, I have converted to really loving Eric. I love them both. I do too. Both, they both have their own style. They're both my, they're both my sons. But And you're their dad. Uh, gosh, Eric. Just uh, seeing, seeing, seeing that guy, and I will like feel this chill in my backbone of like absurdity about to just erupt yep. in my brain. It's, it's so good. It, man, it's great. And... Uh, again, to the audience, you'll probably hear us refer to Tim and Tim and Eric lots of times in lots of episodes. I am the audience. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, but you know, this is this is a big subject on our plate. This is this is a uh, a really important subject that you and I both have in common. So uh, I think it's something Boy, that we. that'll be mentioned lots of times. And again, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a raw comedic style that can really be analyzed. And replicated. Lots of people have tried to replicate it, but um, not. I mean, I think it's got to be done just right. You got to be careful. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see more of it. We're getting there a little bit, right? But that, yeah. Who, whoever edits that show, whoever, I don't know if it was them or if they had a. There was a third uh, character behind these scenes that was editing that show so well. But that's oh, that's that's more than half of it sometimes. It is. It's just the way that it's cut and the repetition of some. Oh, oh my goodness! Boy. Like oh jeez, oh. it's just wonderful. Oh. You'll see. I mean, you'll see accident accidents happen. <laughs> they make it look like accidents. Where yes. and this is a divisive show because uh, there are I don't I don't know many people in in my life who will even like sit and watch it with me. They cringe. You're you're one that will, and I have another good boy who will also. Uh, really get into it with me, and um, but uh, it just takes a, a certain, certain I don't know maybe a flaw in people to like really think that it's yeah. funny. I don't know if it's a it's it's because it's certainly not a doesn't appeal to the masses. But I think part of it so is maybe. just being able to understand the humor, understand where they're coming from, and why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, it's not just yeah. them just running around being stupid. It's really well thought out. And it's, I mean, it's oh, you can't, you can't calculate it. Well, I think they, I think they mix it. I think, I think some stuff is just like, okay, we we have this silly prop. Let's 
let's go use this or we have this uh, this makeup but yeah if you watch it at face value I can see how it could be just such a such a turn off right you know at the same time I've I've been a fan of on cinema at the cinema that's uh that's Tim Heidecker's YouTube series I think he's on season 9 or 10 now bleep uh, no we don't need to bleep we, that one. Oh, we've got to go back and bleep all we can of that. endorse that uh, happily so okay. but you know in, in that bleep. in that YouTube <laughs> bleep in that YouTube bleep series uh, you will really see Tim's style it's just him it's not Eric uh, he's with another guy a film buff named Greg Turkington a buff film yeah. guy that he's with uh, and they're man they just discuss movies and they they rate the movies and there's a lot of friendly banter uh but you can really see see uh sort of tim's comedic style come out in that series as well mm-hmm. mm. man alive what's a, what's what's the most recent movie you've watched what, what is the movie that you watched oh man oh you know what i watched what, uh, what is the <laughs> <laughs> hold on i'm still working this out what last mo- what movie did you watch last? What la- what prior to uh, a priori to the movie that you watched second to most recently? What movie did you watch henceforth? Oh, easy question. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I was reading. Th- this is the answer to the question, but it's in a roundabout way. I was reading a uh, an AMA. Ask me anything on Reddit. By our friend mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, good friend, big friend of yep, the show. He loves both of us with his whole heart. Uh, he gives us hugs yeah. every time we see him. Uh, I play pool with him in my bunker Tuesday nights. Oh, man, you're not. Nobody's invited. Nope. It's just me and Bob. We go down there. Man, it's we kind of we workshop some of his stuff. That's got to be wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, on that AMA, there was some mention about Tim and Eric. Uh, so he's you know mm-hmm. he's sort of in that club as well, but. Uh, he he did mention. I think this was on February thirteenth, Monday. Uh, he mentioned that uh, that tomorrow on February fourteenth, his his new movie, <laughs> his new movie Girlfriend's Day, is coming out. Oh boy! Oh boy! It's only an hour and ten minutes long. Uh, it's a short movie, but okay. um, oh my goodness gracious! You'll you'll be watching. That. Pardon. You'll be watching that. I'll be watching that. I watched it on uh, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. And uh, don't you know, man, it was good. It was uh, Bob Odenkirk's sense of humor. For those of you who are, are not familiar with Bob Odenkirk, he played Saul in Better Call... Or in, uh, <laughs> well, Better Call Saul <laughs> and Breaking Bad. Uh, there you go. Man alive. But those were both serious roles, obviously. But, man, he, yeah. uh, he really got his big break in comedy. He's your boy. Yeah, he started off me, in comedy. Uh, I, I gotta step away for about a minute here. Oh, please. Hold on. Hold on just a minute. We'll cut this. Sure. Unless you want to tell a riveting story. While I'm uh, no, I'd like to wait. We'll just cut okay. it. Okay. And that hot, 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 hot. Uh, where, where were we, though, do Are you, you think? There? Ooh. I, well, I don't know. Ready? Uh, I was playing a, a little game of football there. Oh. <laughs> football. Yeah. Football. You know, oh, dude, this is a very embarrassing thing. I so, um, in practice one time in the high school football, sure. I, I when I was playing quarterback, I 
must have gotten hit on the play or something or one of the previous plays uh, because we went back to the huddle where you call the play before you walk up to the line and actually run the play. We went back to the huddle, and I'm supposed to call the play, right? Sure. And I, so I kind of kneel down. Everybody else is huddled around me, and I go, ready, down. So, <laughs> and I go through my cadence because I must have been concussed or something. And everybody's like, what what's the, happening? What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> and I, I just kind of shook it off, and that was it. Never talked about it or heard about it again. Weird. But it's, it's like. It's scary, and I, I kind of wonder how many times I've done things like that in life where people were just like, uh, I should either call 911 or kind of step away from this and not, not return. <laughs> so you never got checked out for a concussion? <laughs> oh, no, no, never. Oh, and I, I was, well, okay, so I was a, I was a pretty bad quarterback. Not, not good at all, but I got hit a lot. I got drilled many, many times. So I'm sure that I was concussed plenty and uh and uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> no to the point that I, I don't think I would let my my child um I wouldn't actively encourage uh, a young boy to play football if it was my young boy man I'd say hey try the basketball or the soccer absolutely yeah you know I see I see some of those NFL players obviously NFL is the extreme of of playing football, but man, a lot they get rocked. <laughs> the extreme, not the professional league. It's just <laughs> that's the extremity of football playing. <laughs> exactly, four people, fur, fur things instead of saying four. Okay, I think we're on the subject of movies. Yeah, uh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm not sure where. I'm not sure uh, if we if we'll get this cut correctly or what. But crap. Well, might have to. Ooh. Cut that out too. So anyway, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, okay. So Bob Odenkirk, Girlfriend's Day, right? Mm-hmm. The, f- mm-hmm. the last movie mm-hmm. I watched. Um, yeah. I'm gonna give you a brief synopsis, of like one or two sentence synopsis, because I don't want to go into too much detail. Uh, okay, you can, you just read the script since we're out of our own script. It was a glorious day on a Thursday. <laughs> So, Bob Odenkirk <laughs> is a writer, but he's not your average mm-hmm. writer. He's mm-hmm. a greeting card writer. Ooh, like, have you seen her? Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> so nope, stupid. I haven't. Uh, the movie Her is, okay, well, you should, you should watch that. Same well. idea, but... <laughs> being well, gre- greeting card yeah, writer. It, well, it's the exact same movie. Having not watched uh this movie that you're talking about her is the exact same premise and idea and oh man go you you keep going so i can so maybe i have already seen it i think i watched it on february 15th so so uh yeah he's a greeting card writer uh again i don't want to give too many spoilers but there aren't many to give in this hour and 10 minute movie but uh let's see Okay, I, I, I won't even stick with the plot here. I don't want to give give anything away, but it's funny. You haven't so far. Good. <laughs> I don't intend to. <laughs> uh, it's it's really funny, and again, it's it's Bob Odenkirk's type of humor, and it's it's Tim and Eric's type type of humor to a degree as well. Uh, even though they they have nothing to do with the film, but 
man, there's one there's one scene in particular. It takes place over about uh, maybe 30 seconds. Uh, it's maybe two-thirds of the way through the movie. It's one of those really repetitive uh, types of scenes where they where they repeat something uh, just enough to make it fun, funny, which is another style of Tim and Eric's, or another like part of Tim and Eric's style is just mm-hmm. the repetition. There's there's a fine line between okay, you've repeated that a really weird number of times, like uh, two or three times, but then if you if you cross that threshold, then it becomes funny. If you continue, if you cross that threshold even further. Then it becomes super funny, but but if you go too far, then it's dumb. You know. I love that you are doing it right now, <laughs> as you define it. And this had to have been scripted because you you couldn't have planned no, that. No, no way. Damn. So that's sharp. Uh, that's sharp. Man, it was. It's just wonderful. I, I recommend the movie. I give it. Uh, I give it four and a half stars out of five. It would be five stars if Ooh. it was longer. Uh, Okay. Man, it was it was great. It was just, it had Bob Odenkirk written all over it. It was totally his style. That's fantastic. It's on Netflix. Bleep. So I recommend <laughs> it. So if we bleep that out, they won't know to bleep. where to find it. Oh, and all all of these bleeps could be thousands of dollars for a simple sponsorship. Yeah. To to reach our our listenership, followhood, um, follower. Uh, uh, amassing of snowball people listening behind us. Huh. I think I, I think you would agree that I worded that pretty well. You did, and that I need a drink of water. <laughs> In fact, I would say you worded that good. Hmm. Another yet another <laughs> midwestern. Oh like, man. Oh, it's it's almost a nicety in that we use the word good too much. I hate it. I cannot stand it. Ooh, it's true. Ooh. Like uh, strong. That's hey, how you? Oh, Nebraska is like the the Canada of the U.S. or that's, something. That's in. that's really accurate. Um, but can I? But one thing is, I don't. We're not as sincere. No, there's a lot of insincerity and like. Um, it seems like either people. Oh, I don't know. People from the Midwest are either stupid and trying to cover it up or condescending and trying to cover lots it up. of uh, passive aggressive so, behavior yeah yeah and i don't i don't think it's like intentional but that's just the way that we probably come off yeah that's kind of the culture around here like uh you yeah. always smile I mean, at, at people but a lot of times it's not a totally genuine smile <laughs> no no oh it hardly ever is it's a, it's a way of uh being like acting friendly towards somebody else but not necessarily actually uh, conveying happiness through it. There you, there you go. But the one, the one thing about this is it that does looking at people on the street does happen here. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it, you don't just walk past someone. You you acknowledge that they're there, and there's so much space here that you have to acknowledge that we are within a pretty we're we're pretty close right now. Smile, nod, yeah. bleep. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's why because. Oh, a lot of I guess where I live it doesn't doesn't always happen but where I live it, it really it does, work. does for the most part yeah um, yeah but anyway going back to the word good before I ask you about your most recent movie that word good uh, when I say uh, hey how you doing and someone says 
good. Oh man, I cringe. My yeah. arm hairs stand up when that happens. Ooh, that's a that's a pretty like visceral reaction to a, a a thing that's pretty common, and it's it's almost like the ten items or or less sign. You know, it's of course it's not correct, but we're all gonna accept it. We're gonna accept good, but you. Oh man, you don't. I don't. I uh, I really don't. It just bothers me way too much. It's uh, it's, oh man, I don't know what it is. I think I think it's after, it was explained to me that, uh, you know, after I said one time, uh, I'm doing good, someone said, no, Superman does good. You are doing well. Ooh, hey. Yeah, that's something you say at an in an early age in yeah. life. So I'm like, oh yeah, well I guess I'm not Superman. Yeah, that's, that's because right. in that case, good is like, I mean, it's a noun. Yeah, not an adjective. Hey. I really like that. So I I had never heard that. Um, I still say good though. I'm gonna really? tell you that right now. So yeah. how I, I so say, how are you doing today? I say well, oh, I, I'm doing well. Oh. I, I say admit, I say I'm doing well a lot, but if there's people that I'm, it's like the more uh, the more of a of a sort of rural sensibility that I share with someone, the the more likely I am to say, "Good, how about you?" Yeah. When they say, "How you doing?" I can see that. Otherwise, you could. I mean, if you if you go too over the top and try to be too too grammar sensitive, you could come off as a prick around here. Oh, oh yeah, bigly, yeah. big old prick, bigly, big one, yeah, yeah. How are you doing today? That sounds like if if people around here try to say that, it, it sounds condescending for sure. But if you, I don't know, if you have maybe a little bit more of a an accent, it doesn't like. And how are you doing today? You know, I've I've noticed that people in California, sort of, uh, that's that's kind of their whole thing. They. They really don't have much of an accent, but they they pronounce their words really well. They uh, pronounce every syllable and every letter in each word. It seems like right, right. If if they don't have uh, some sort of uh, accent, I think that's totally true. And they maybe slow it down a little bit more. They're I think around here. Maybe people cluster words together, or at least I do. Um, myself included. Yeah, and it's it's not that you're talking fast, but you say words in these small, short bursts. Bursts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You can hear it too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, what is the most recent movie that you watched, Robert? Oh, I just said your name. Blech. Bleep bleep, and I don't I don't really remember because uh, I think we we must have gone to it and I wasn't that impressed. It's been a while. It's well, it's been a little bit. I'm trying to remember because we uh, the lady friend and I switch off on picking the movie, and um, how often do you go to yeah, movies? I, uh, hmm. Well, we don't go on a consistent. We don't go consistently. We we go intermittently. So maybe there's a week where we go two or three times, and then a month and a half where we don't. Sure. 
right? And it's it's only when there's a couple of good movies, and this is one thing that I do rely on, like critics and rating systems to be to to kind of weed out the bad stuff because we have been exposed to quite a few bad things. Well, you, if uh, I can interrupt with bad, if ratings. I can interrupt here, uh, I think I encourage. Thank you. you. I think one one big reason for that is that if you're actually leaving the house and going to a movie in the theaters and paying for it. Uh, and making a whole experience around it, you want to make sure it's a good movie. Whereas right. if it's on Netflix, right. you can watch it in passing while you're working on your computer uh, with, with you no go. real harm if it's bad. Absolutely. There's no alternative. There's no sunk cost. Right. Right. They're a very small one. So two movies that I loved recently were uh, Edge of Seventeen and Arrival. I know those aren't terribly recent. We've seen other ones since then. But those two, that I picked one, and then uh, the lady friend picked one, and we... I think that, that was a very good uh, week of movie going for us. Man. Because, oh, have you seen Edge of Seventeen? I've seen neither it's, of those. It's fantastic. It's, oh, you haven't seen Arrival. In fact, I haven't Arrival even heard of it. very good. Arrival, what? Man, I'm, what? I'm really not too, uh, me, not too up-to-date on movies that are in the theaters. I, I, don't, I don't know when the last time I went to a movie in the theater was. Oh my! Well, you need to see you need to see Arrival. I'm trying to think of who who it has. It has a uh, that well oh, that lady who's very good to look Rosie at. O'Donnell. And I don't mean that. I yeah yes. Right. I don't mean that in a sexual way. She's just like very interesting to look at. There are guys that are very interesting and very fun to look at too. Let's see. Ryan Gosling. He's such a pretty mouth. Huh. Such a pretty mouth boy. Ninety-four <laughs> percent. <laughs> Believe. Ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I see. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pulling it up now here too. Um, we should start recording this at some point. Oh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a military. movie? Forrest Whitaker in this movie has such a an interesting accent. I don't even know what, what it's it's like. Oh. I don't even want to start to try to describe it, and I don't know if it's off-putting or if it's. Um, interesting but it kind of takes you out of the the movie a little bit uh but you just need to see that for so yourself. it doesn't fit his character oh you, you just gotta look at it it doesn't fit him it's uh that talk about a small t-shirt mm. or a a, a a very small elliptical bike with a a large nfl football player on it talk about that that's his accent so does it uh, fit any worse than tommy wasau in the room Hi, doggy. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to begin to address that movie because it, we. we okay, I've probably seen it like three or four times now. I love it. And you can't. You can't take your eyes away from it. You can't. You don't want to miss on. a single scene. Yeah, you never want to start it. You never want to put it on because you know you'll watch the whole thing. But oh man, what a paradox! And afterwards, you'll just what feel a, empty inside. Yeah. Oh, you got you. Oh, yeah. You just consumed a whole. I don't know. A whole tub of Nutella. You got no nutrient from it. It was bad, but it was good. It was something that. That's how you pass time. That's purgatory. It is. It is. Hmm. That's a that's a good point. Hmm. That's how you pass time with, with without uh, overly enjoying it, but without suffering either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a you're in a what's uh, not a fugue state, but uh, you're just you float. Yeah, you're neutral. And 
Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything's lukewarm. Right. Eggshell paint, eggshell white paint. There you go. Man, I need to watch that movie again. Anyway, a, but you a rival. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do, but at yeah. the same time, if I don't, I won't be disappointed. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't know. This is like eating rice cakes or something. Yeah. The, you you can get full, but you won't be satiated, and you won't get fat necessarily. But did you enjoy it? No. No. And you can sprinkle cinnamon and like. I don't know, a pinch of sugar on there on that rice cake and it's still going to be a rice cake. It's like uh it's like not having a meal but just having a glass of milk. It's Ooh. just boring. Yeah, you got to pair it with something. Yeah. That's that's um <sighs> the room. But actually actually hmm. I don't think that really applies to the room. That was kind of piggybacking on the rice cake thing. Uh mm-hmm. The room is not boring. It's wonderful. Uh well, it's good and yeah, bad. No, I I agree and disagree as much as I can. As do I. In both ways, I am torn apart on this one. Well, let's put you back together. So tell me about Arrival. I don't want to tell you about it. I want you to go see. Can it. I still find this it's in theaters today, in February? I would. I don't know. In in your um. In your red beard neck of the woods, if you can, I don't know. But I, gosh, I totally recommend it. And uh, it's it's a movie that will. The problem with it is you might figure it out pretty early on in the movie. You might figure out what's going on, but it's still a, it's a, it's not like a super smart movie, but it's. But it, it's not like written, for like the lowest common denominator in the in the theater, right? Okay, sure. It's it's beyond uh, it's beyond your. Hmm. You have to you have to pay attention, but if you pay too much attention, you'll figure it out too early, and you might spoil things just a little bit for yourself. But either way, it's still a good watch. I wonder if I can find this on Redbox. In Redbox, um, I'd like to look into this. Know. I'm seeing the yeah, uh, yeah. reviews here. It looks like an interesting concept. Uh, mm-hmm. Man alive! I'm gonna look into that. Mm-hmm. The floating bean spaceship. Yeah, Arrival. Very interesting. Watch very now. Interesting. Very, very good. Very good. Are you just gonna watch that now? Uh, and then I'll, uh, I'll just keep. You can. Uh, yeah, but we can, we can just stream it over this, and then we can get it taken down for copyright. Well, reasons. I started it five minutes ago or so, so there's not a whole lot of. That's why you've been so distant. Yeah, there's, there's only an hour and okay. fifty-one minutes left, so. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, we should be good. Yeah, you're in too far to get out now. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna look into that. Um, Arrival yeah, do. and Girlfriend's Day. Check them out. Girlfriend's Day. Do you have I'll Netflix? Have into that. I do. So that's yeah. where you can find that. It's uh, Bob Odenkirk. I think Bob you'll just love it with your whole heart. Okay. Well, hey, uh, well thank, you. thank you so much for the recommendation. Uh, I'll, I'll have to watch that one alone, I'm sure. Um, because, you know. You don't think. Lady Friend does not partake in that kind of she doesn't, nonsense. She doesn't dig that humor? No, yeah. In large part, that kind of stuff is just nonsense, and that what it makes it so good. Oh my gosh, I got an NES classic. Oh yes, have I told you about this? This is how to. No, this is a big pivot well, right here. First of all, I understand those those have been hard to get your hands on. Well, look here, and I'm gonna. I'm looking. I was awful lucky because somehow I jumped on Amazon right when they 
were selling them, right? They they like had a set time that they were going to sell them, and somehow I like my email came up and I was kind of watching for it. But I, I the way I remembered, I was like just a little bit late, but I got on there, and somehow I didn't click like the the usual add to cart option. There was like I had, I did like take two clicks to put it in my cart mm. and then order it. And somehow I got one of these things off of Amazon and I wasn't like, I wasn't trying too hard. I wasn't there like right when it started, but somehow I got it for the, the $60 asking oh, price. Man. And I got this thing in, what was it? November or whenever they just, it was the first time they were available on Amazon. That is awesome. Oh God, I got one. And there was a point where I could have sold it for maybe two, $300. Yeah, they were, selling they were literally crazy. going even open ones were going for like 250 on eBay. Man. And but I didn't do it. I didn't want to sell it because I got it because I love a lot of those titles and there are some titles like Zelda that I had not played somehow. I I'd gone through life and never done a deep dive on those because I never owned the game. And um, I didn't realize they had Zelda on that too. Zelda Final Fantasy uh oh, we had to bleep all this. Oh my goodness! This is all gotta go out. It's gone. All these titles and brands, it's gone. There, a lot of great titles, and I've used it, use it a little bit. And you know, when I, I have friends in town, like it's something. I, I have one friend who who collects these, collects old games, and uh, it, it's it's kind of like a the the IT guy's vinyl at this point. I right. Think. It, these old cartridge. You know, games. it really is. I think the uh, yeah. I think the NES came out. Um, I would say before 1990, maybe maybe oh, yeah. right oh, around. It, it definitely did. did it. It. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was around before I was uh, before I was around. I, I the uh, Super NES uh, came out in 91 or 92. Are you kidding? Oh, so here's here's a big problem. Is just based on uh, and this probably wasn't as big of a problem for you because you grew up in a bigger town. But I grew up in the boonies. Not well, not the boonies, but I was I, you know, 40 minutes away from Walmart. Yeah, 40 minutes away from Walmart. And so technology came late. And I was, I consider myself to be like, uh, you know, pretty spoiled as a kid. I was an only child and all that. But I never had the latest system. I always had one to two generations behind. So when I was four or five, I think I finally got an NES. And then... Oh, it changed my life. Yeah. You know, I had I had Ma the original Mario and then Mario three, and ooh, I was I was devastatingly good at those games. As was I, man. It was it was an excellent yeah. pastime, and it's something that uh, yeah. I think something that we'll both always remember from the childhood days. It was it was Absolutely. a staple in the uh, like middle class childhood. Oh, all of those devices, and uh, I was going somewhere with this, in that like. They came late. First of all, they came late to the Midwest. Right. right. There was always some sort of lag, either because we didn't have game stores. We had places where you could rent games, but there were only certain titles. And so there, there was that, even in the big town that uh, we were both by at that point. Yep. And so not only that, but I remember the, the internet. Did you know that we're millennials? Yeah. Like it start it starts in like some people start it in the eighties, even like the seventies. Some some like groups have it started. Yep. But if you were born in nineteen like eighty or later, you're a millennial, which I totally do not identify as a, a millennial because there was a large chunk of my childhood and even my teenage years where I did not have internet. Right. And I did not have you know we had a bag phone, 
We didn't have it. You remember the bag phone? Though. I remember, it but we act- caused cancer in your shin immediately because that's where it sat on the floor. See, of the car. we actually did not have a bag phone. No, no. I. What did you do? We just drove around. Oh my god! It's just with nothing. Just a beer. You weren't tethered. Just a beer in the cup holder, and that's all you need. Jeez, Dad, <laughs> pour your beer out. Uh, wow, but the. I, I wish I would have written this down, but I can't remember when I got internet at home finally. But I remember having a computer and having like some game discs, but I didn't have manuals for them. Mm. But I played the heck out of those games, and I just and now uh, whatever uh, technical savvy I have is just from how much dicking around with those things I did back yep. then. I would. Uh, the internet was available. I remember going to the library to get internet. Yep. You know, man, that was. Uh that was sort of the, uh, the the pioneer days of of the internet. Um, when Wasn't it was it? really Wasn't consumer, you know, it was it was the first early adopting consumers of the internet. Uh, I remember going over to a friend's house, and I mean, you would have to memorize websites. Like I knew mm-hmm. I knew maybe like four different websites, and I had them all written down on sticky notes. AltaVista.com. Yeah, and, and actually, I think Yahoo was a thing back then. Dog, dog pile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of those something crawler, net crawler yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, you just had to remember those sites, but uh, man alive, it was interesting. So but, on the subject of, of those computer games that you would play, uh, you bet. the ones that I can think of right offhand, uh, really, th- I think the two, the two main ones that I can think of both first-person shooters. One was Doom, the original Doom. Uh, oh that was yeah. an awesome game. Oh, and yeah. a game called Heretic, which is uh, Heretic. sort of the same idea as Doom, but you can uh, do a lot of weird, fun stuff with it. Heretic. No, I've never heard of. I've never heard of Heretic. I play. I had Doom. I only had the Doom trial, but I didn't realize this because I didn't have access to the internet, and I. Oh man! I, so and it would just end after I played to a certain point. I don't remember a message ever being like, "Hey, there's there's more if you buy oh, this." Man. But of course, I never bought games for the computer. They were just the games that came with the computer. So I played the Doom Trial many times. Love it. Now, what was Heretic was just a, a first-person shooter, though. It was, and you could uh, you could type in weird little codes to uh, be able to change your weapon into like a chicken egg or something like that Ooh. and you would throw it at the enemy and he would turn into a chicken uh oh my god just really weird stuff it was it was cool again wow. crappy graphics uh just a fun concept though early computer game yeah you know okay another one that i was trying to think of and i just remembered it missed mm. mm. have you did you ever play that a very li- so that's that's a game that we had at my school so I didn't. I never got to play through it, but I'd tinker with it for like a, a class period or something every now and again. I want to go back and play that game again now. Now that I'm uh, older and I consider myself a little wiser, uh, yeah. man, it'd be fun. There's, there's a you know you just you just walk around uh, by by clicking the mouse, walk through this massive, uh, beautiful world, and you uncover these weird That's- clues. I remember it was like walking through a Zen yeah. garden before I even knew what a Zen garden. Yeah, was. exactly. God, the exposure, the the, the expo. You have such a low exposure to interesting things when you're that yeah. young. Uh, you can look at it in an encyclopedia, and that's about as far as it goes. 
when when you didn't have internet exactly and you didn't have like any sort of resource did you ever play who mech warrior mech warrior 2 have you ever heard of that i've heard of that i have not played it oh see that's one of these games that i i somehow i got the full version of that for my uh my computer our first computer that we had and that's another thing that I only just recently remembered, and I remembered the soundtrack to it. Huh. And then that's something I look up, and it, it, it seems to have like critical appeal, right? right. The, just the, the soundtrack to it is, a, is evidently a big thing for a lot of other people. And so that, that's one thing that I remember. And then Descent, or Descent 2. Huh, not familiar. D- Descent? That was like a, you're a spaceship floating around shooting other spaceships in like this cave... And I remember the music in that was pretty interesting, but I think I only had the trial of that because I only ever got the one through one thing. Hmm. <sighs> Man, gotta love it. It'd be it'd be really Nostalgia. fun to uncover some of these games again and play them. Um, Wouldn't I, it? I, I have done that with the Super Nintendo. I still have uh, like 30 games from back in the childhood. Uh, I break yeah. that out every now and again. I... I've tried to do the same with my Nintendo 64. I still have that. Um, however, those are those are hard to play. They, oh man, they are. The, and the PlayStation, and even even the PlayStation 2. It's like you either have to have the really raw yeah. 2D graphics or like really raw 3D graphics, but you can't have that step up to like the N64, or the PlayStation, or else it gets like it's not interesting for some. No, reason. it's a sad medium. It's all or none. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's growing pains. It's the middle years for those consoles. But they had to be. They had to be on the market. Consumers had to Absolutely. buy them for the sake of advancing the technology. But um, right now, for that Nintendo sixty four, I have Mario Tennis, and I have, <laughs> and I have uh, Perfect Dark because I had heard so many awesome oh. things about Perfect Dark, but I had never played mm-hmm. it during the childhood days. Uh, we played GoldenEye 007 instead. Um, Ooh, okay. So I just I just went out on a went out and just sort of on a whim purchased Perfect Dark from my local game shop, uh, not GameStop bleep uh, bleep, but Perfect Dark. That's uh, it has such a cool concept. Again, such a mad following. People love that game, but I played it like twice. Man, kind of sucked. <laughs> it's just hard to get into at this point. I feel the same about Goldeneye. Yeah. And I will... This is not a good thing to say in public amongst people who, who played it growing up, but I, I was not privileged enough to have an N64. I, I think I went from, like, Super Nintendo to PlayStation when the PlayStation 2 came out. That was kind of my cycle. Sure. It was, like, the secondhand, secondhand. And uh, so I never played Goldeneye. And but I have friends who did, and when I bring it up to them that I, I never played it, they're like, "Oh, we gotta play it!" And then they get the console out and we play it, and it sucks. yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> but I, I could see the appeal because uh, right there, there are pretty tight controls, and if you knew the maps, <sighs> well, I guess I think I think when it comes to first-person shooters, one reason that I am not a fan of those first-person shooters on Nintendo 64 is that my PlayStation 3 has tainted me for first-person shooters, um, control-wise. You have two joysticks, so you can easily move around. You can easily aim with one trigger and shoot with the other. Um, So efficient. It's super efficient. So not having that in the Nintendo 64, I don't know what the heck to do. I just move around in circles and shoot at the wall. 
Oh, yeah, I, and I hate the controller, too, and this is another thing that people, like, rave about, and I'm just, I'm holding this thing like it's a baby, and I, I, can't, I don't know what to do with it, and it's awkward, and it moves in ways I don't like it to move, and, like, do I have to support this part of it? <laughs> what happens if I drop it? It feels really cheap and plasticky. Is, I don't yeah. Know. So, yeah, I, I never got into it. Um, oh, and don't hold the joystick down while you're turning on the system, because it'll be, st- it'll be stuck there the whole time. You'll have to reset it. Yeah. What? Is that a thing? Your hardware a thing. does. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So you're saying that like the dire- it, the actual stick won't stick. Down. Oh, right. It, it will just feed into the system as being down constantly. Exactly. That that'll that's like still, be the new center while the system's odd. turned on. Oh. Do you hear that plane? I do. It sounds nice. Well, yeah. So I, oh, my bunker is near um, the Offutt Air Force Base. You just gave away your and, location. Uh, well, yeah, but it's off it, so you know what? Off it. The, th- the thing is, it's so well protected that, like, I don't need to worry. True. But I did get hacked. I did get hacked by Siri, and I the Wi-Fi uh, came in through my um, my blue Ethernet tube. I would have uh, thought that you would have had that uh, Faraday cage soundproofed by now, but I guess not. Well, well, I have a, I have a microphone outside to feed me what's going on out there just in case because i do like to know when they're dropping the chemicals on me yeah right when they're dropping because i I, and i think this is this is really the hot spot for it this is where they at least refill the tanks and then they fly to the coast and maybe they don't drop much of the chemical of the chemtrails on us here since this is where they're the loading station and kind of where they operate out of they don't want to expose themselves so maybe the Midwest is kind of immune to it just because they live in this bubble too. We've been, I think uh, we've been breathing that uh, for our entire lives. So at this point, yeah, we are kind of uh, just mutants who can really survive yeah. that stuff. And maybe, oh, I don't want to go back to the dolphins think, here, but um, no, I don't want to, I don't want to upset them. So I'm not, well, going to go back. I think, uh, I really think that at this point, uh, all those chemicals do to us, instead of affecting our moods or making us sick, really all it does, mm-hmm. and we we can hardly notice this, but all it does is makes our hair and fingernails grow just a little bit faster. <laughs> it's not a pacification uh, serum. It's just, oh gosh, we need we need. I think it's meant to be, but we we need to sell more toenail clippers. <laughs> Whatever company makes that <laughs> to keep this economy going. I'm Skyler, I'm Skyler the CEO that. of Johnson & Johnson, and I want to plant chemtrails. Bleep. First of all, bleep. But second of all, that was the first company that I thought of when I thought about toenail clippers. But do they even... It doesn't seem like something they manufacture, but that is so interesting that that is the first thing that you said. And I wanted to say that, but I was like, no. I have... You know what? That, that doesn't make Actually, sense. after I said that, I'm sitting at my uh, <clears throat> air, airplane. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sitting at my. You're sitting at your airplane. <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk right now, and I, uh, I actually. <laughs> they let you. That's carry yeah. on. And Jeez. I know that you're not supposed to bring uh, fingernail clippers onto the plane, but I actually have. Yeah. I just within arm's reach, two separate pairs of fingernail clippers. Um, okay. I picked them both up. Two different brands. Did you pick one up with the other? <laughs> I did, um, and it worked really well. Why? Why, do, why does like calling them American chopsticks kind of seem like a thing that is maybe a little bit appropriate for toenail clippers. Yeah. It's it's really stupid, but that's 
very appropriate. I guess, yeah, I guess so. So, so these two brands, uh, I don't know if they're brands or like, you know, umbrella brands, or I think it's more of the just brand of this this individual product. One says trim, the other one says red. (laughs) Okay. That's it. No Johnson and Johnson. No uh, Kellogg's. Well, okay. Well, again, first of all, bleep and bleep. Thank you. We don't want we don't want red or trim getting any free promotion here from us. Um, <laughs> let's just, let's leave that at that. Yeah, that's interesting and does not, but it does not need to be explored any further. But I, there is some sort of conspiracy. We uh, rather obviously with all these planes flying out over my bunker, um, and just the rate of toenail clipper sales. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you. Yeah, there, there are. It's coming together. You, you wove two threads together that they were in plain sight, but just no one ever grabbed them before. We have correlation. Uh, so, we have causation. It's done. It's done. Yeah. So, you, you have a, a PlayStation Three right now. I do. I, I, uh, am sort of taking a similar path to your childhood, where uh, mm-hmm. I have not yet adopted the PlayStation Four. Uh, the mm-hmm. reason for this is that at this time I actually just have a 32 inch. Uh, oh bleep and bleep. 32 inch. Sorry. Oh. The PlayStation. Oh. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I need to be more aware of that. Uh, at this point, I have a 32 inch 720p plasma TV. Um, Ooh. The same, the same one that I had actually back in the day. Uh, I've, I've had this one for, I think. Oh my goodness! Probably uh, seven years or so by now. Okay, can, and can I posit something interesting Please. here? Because half of the experience is the TV you play it Correct. on, and one thing that I love about the NES Classic is that you can switch on the CRT, uh, like the the old TV lines, right? Really? So it looks like you're playing on an older. Yeah, you can play in like pixel perfect mode, or there's a, there's a couple different that like skew the aspect ratio differently. But then there's one that kind of makes it a little fuzzy and a little blurry in places, and you kind of get that little trail from Mario as he's jumping along. Yep. And I, I really enjoy that because if if I just had pixel perfect mode, I don't know that I'd play it as much. Yeah. But so maybe, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, I want to hear your take on it. But maybe you won't let go of the 720p excuse for a TV, uh, current TV. Uh, because you've played on it for so long and it's become integral to your experience, even if it's not the latest and greatest. Not at all. That's uh, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I see what you mean about about going. Let's cut that. We'll cut that. <laughs> nope, we're not cutting it. And we'll start. We'll start recording. <laughs> now. So I see what you mean, though, especially about going back a couple generations of the gaming systems. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, that that's awesome because what you're doing. By using those that system, that NES Classic, you're going back uh, a couple decades of gaming, yeah. Uh, and you want to experience that as accurately as you can uh, without yeah. actually having a straight up tube TV. Yeah, you're you're trying to fill the harrowing void of middle age with uh, childhood nostalgia. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's excellent. It's fun and it's very sad. But yeah. you see, the reason the reason I have not let go of this 720p TV yet is. Uh, well, well, the and and also the reason I haven't adopted the PS4 yet, I believe, is 
man, if I get a PlayStation 4 bleep, I'll need I'll need a new TV in order to fully yeah. enjoy it. Because, I mean, okay. at this point, I'm going to buy a 4K TV if I'm going to get a PS4. Oh, so this this new ball comes with a, a chain. It does. A massive chain. Hey. And a chain hey. that I don't use very often. Okay. You know? Yeah, except to, to, to watch the game playing. Correct. Yeah. So instead of, you know, instead of just upgrading one system for uh, back in the day spending, uh, you know, 100 bucks to get a new system, and then get a yeah. get a couple games for it. Now all of a sudden, I'm spending a thousand bucks on a new system, and because I would need hmm. the TV with it. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. all of a sudden, it's it's a heavy investment. Yeah. And then at that at that time, I need to be able to justify that investment uh, because if I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on something, I want it. You got to use it. I need to use it. use it all the time. Oh my God! This is oh this is part of the uh, oh that's that's a problem. Yeah. And oh I oh, I have a path for us. When 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 you're done. Okay. Well, I, I think I mean that's ba- that's basically it. That's that's really the reason that's, that's I haven't it. upgraded to the PS4 yet. But you know that's that's interesting. I I oh I never think about that because you have to. It's a big investment, but then after you have it, you feel like you have to justify it by playing it, which is essentially a, a waste of time yeah. sometimes. So, but okay, so here's what I did. I I really I love the Fallout series. So I to play Fallout Four, I did not have uh, a I didn't have a computer that that could handle it. Right? I have a I have an old MacBook Air, mm-hmm. and uh, and let's see, it's, I don't even remember what my last system was. But I bought the Xbox One, whatever the current one is, uh, just to play Fallout Four, and I knew. Going to the store, that they had the Fallout 4 bundle. I was like, I will buy this, and then I will sell this in about six months. There you go. Which, so I, automatically I'm like, okay, I'm paying at least $100 for this experience because that's all I, I am, you know, not going to recoup at least that much out sure. of this. But then I'm also going to have to invest that time in playing in it, which I, I wasn't thinking about then. But uh, And I'm glad I am glad I made the purchase because uh, playing Fallout 4 was, was – have you do you play it? Do you, play you know Fallout? what? I uh – I slowly started to get into the Fallout series. On my uh, PS3, yeah. bleep, I actually uh, went to... Oh, bleep Xbox, too. Oh, thank you. And Fallout, bleep. Uh, I actually went to the store, the used game shop, and picked up Fallout New Vegas. Ooh, um, it's an old, I yeah. think it's an older school uh, Fallout game, but, you know, yeah, I, I dig it. I don't play it very often, but I, it is fun. I see how people like it. Well, I, I, you know, for you, I would just recommend going straight to Fallout 4 and just diving into it because it's any of the Fallouts you can just pick up and play, right? There is a common thread, but um, they're, they're just fun to play individually too. And here's another interesting thing because I played this concurrently with like two or three other guys who, um, who started and played at the same time as I did. And so we all kind of played independently and we're all discussing like the different factions that you can join and um, different things you do throughout the game. And so we all play it, and we're all kind of done with it. But I remember one time uh, I pulled open my game, and they were they were both uh, with me. And I start playing, and they're just like, what the, f- what are you doing while I'm playing? I'm like, what? And so I just walk around this world, and I play a little bit, and they're like astounded at what I'm doing. It turns out they they are really into the guns, because you can get guns and you can upgrade and like work on your guns, mm-hmm. right? 
and shoot things from afar. Whereas I was always looking for like the super sledgehammer or like the, the best melee weapon that I could. And my, my style was walk right up to the beast, punch them, and get get some good get some good armor on you. But do hand to hand combat. Don't do this stuff from afar. It, it's more fun. It's not as easy, but it's more fun to, to have to walk up to these things and confront them face-to-face rather than uh, being Legolas and just sniping in, them. in the, the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, nice. yeah, which he's fun to watch from afar, but maybe would not be as fun to be because he's not up there spinning around with a sword and really, like, he doesn't have that tactility of feeling his sword going through an orc windpipe. <laughs> right. So. Interesting. My, oh, my script's running out here. Oh, crap. <laughs> Towards the end of it. But... So, so they were like astounded, and then by the end of it, right, I had powered these things up so I could uh, competently function in this world and like pretty much kill anything I wanted to and go anywhere I wanted to, with what in their games would have been a terrible approach to playing the game because they had not powered these things up. But that oh, that's something that like I really loved about it is that we we the whole time had been like oh I'm going with this group or hey have you gotten to this part of it. And but never did we say how are you actually operating within this world? How what, what weapons are you using? Which is like an important part of the game, and how are you killing things? Right, right. Which is why why we do it, why we play these games. Man, and we but we never we never discussed that until we all met up in person and opened a game, and we're just like what? What is this? <laughs> That's and by cool. the end of it, they were they were like. We need to go back and and start games, doing it this way, right? Because I I played the previous Fallout games, um, sniping from afar. But then, you know, I and I, I I didn't even consciously do it, but I think I got like a power fist early, and I. Well, I think it's something that we, uh, that that sniping mentality that tends to come naturally. But if you really think about it, that's when, uh, that's when it's. Man, I think it makes a lot of sense to focus more on the hand-to-hand. Right? Well, okay, so if, if you had to, if this happened in real life and, um, you know, so the apocalypse happens and somehow you made it to my bunker and we both live. Uh, I live because I'm in my bunker. Yeah. Still surrounded by these uh, dried foods and... Powdered milk. Um, powdered milk, yeah. And... So we both live and we get out into the world. We're not, like, looking for the biggest rock to, like, um, go hit people with, right? We're looking for guns and bows and arrow. We are not going to do the hand-to-hand combat. So maybe when you play games instinctively, you're thinking, okay, if this really was me, I'm going to try to find a way to have the least exposure to any sort of damage or injury. So I'm going to play from afar where I can run away if I have to and just completely avoid situations where I'm in over my head. But the, main, the way you should probably do it if it's a simulation like this is just do what you would not do in everyday life, right? True. If, if it was you, I don't know. Well, this is a... We, we, have, oh, we have lost so many people at this point. We have, it's been long. Amazon's not... Amazon turned this thing off. They're like, this isn't, this isn't contributing to our algorithm. <laughs> Get rid of you this. Know, one, one final thought I wanted to, want to throw out there on that same... On that same idea of Fallout and uh, playstyles, uh, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dang it! What the heck? 
man, I had a I had a really good thought that I was that I was gonna put out there, but it's gone. That's all right. That see, okay. So one of the the things that I think is gonna be good about this whole recording these conversations is because it it forces us to have a conversation that is just out of reach of what small talk would be, right? Right. And it forces us to like be coherent in our thought and and like have continuity in thought and speech, which day to day I do not do at all. Me neither. Like most people don't. It, right? It I, you don't you don't parse very much information in like regular speech and it's it's just Are you ready for the weekend? What did you do last weekend? And, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't go much out of, and maybe that's more my fault in these conversations because I'm such a child of the internet now that I like go I go there that's my hideout when I want to find information and find interesting stuff but you know but the truth is uh, it's you know it's it's still easy to be successful nowadays without without having to form really broad coherent thoughts oh point point in case look look at me yes and me absolutely yeah. look at us look at us but no I, I think this is a good like it's a it's a format that forces our hands right Oh man, and oh, even even like trying to sit down to record. I'm glad that we just jumped into this and we didn't think it out too much because if we would have waited like a week to do this, I would have said, "No, nah, we're not. We we can't do yeah, this." Yes, I would have been overthinking it would, way too much too. Right, right, and and uh, not only that, but something about it feels like it's the first. Uh, it's the first day in the the gym class where you have to shower to get an A in class and. You go in there, and we're all taking our clothes off, right? We're in the boys' locker room, and I'm wearing panties, and I think it's normal. <laughs> for for the first 12 years of life, I've thought wearing panties was normal. And so I take off my pants, and I'm trying to find my towel, and everybody's like, stops. And then I turn around, and they're all looking at me, and I have my pink lace panties on. I don't That's know. That's how I and see this. So turn... Turning, yeah, that's how I saw this. That second that I would turn around and everybody would just be looking at me vacantly, so in such disbelief or boredom, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from this, but I think uh, regardless, it's it's just a good it's a it's a good exercise. That the point is, get outside your comfort zone, guys. There you, there you that's go. the thing. Yeah, just do stuff yeah. that you uh, don't think that you would normally do, because it's really easily it's really easy. Uh, to just get caught in day-to-day life. It's it's easy to get uh, your quiver of arrows and go sit up on a hill and yeah. <laughs> and, sh- and massacre the wildlife. Oh, this is an analogy. But you need to go up there. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, you you need to get down there and you need to grab the deer by the antlers and smash its head into your knee to kill it. Yeah. Where was that one going? Uh, uh, well, my point is. Just get outside of your comfort zone and do stuff that you've never done before because that's Absolutely. that's fun. That's how you grow. Right. Uh, right. We've never done a podcast before, but this is our first one, and uh, we'll start. Is it even a podcast? More, it's just a. To me, it's a recorded. Again, recorded. Con- if if we were just to call, and not record it, it would be. What well, we had a, we had a call the other the other night, and it was just kind of like small talk and. Not not going anywhere, but like when you you're forced to to do what you think is somewhat compelling. Oh, you have to you have to like rewire yourself. You do. Well, I want to give you the last word. So, what do you uh, what do you have to say 
to to wrap this up. The last word. What, what what's your what's your take here? The the Skylar last word. Um.